the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in for such a treat today. Today we have Rima Nashashibi, who is the founder and president of Global Hope 365, which is a local nonprofit dedicated to ending harmful practices towards women and girls, such as child marriage, human trafficking, and other forms of gender-based violence. Rima is just an amazing woman, a leader in our community. She's an internationally recognized speaker, political, and community leader activist for more than 20 years, uh, conducting seminars and media appearances nationally and internationally, and really promoting openness, equal equality, tolerance, fairness, and justice for persons of genders, of all genders, ethnicities, religious backgrounds, and political persuasions. And so we're grateful to have her here with us today um, to talk about a variety of, just a whole range of things that she's been working on, one of which, and this is how I met Rima, she and I worked together on a a, um, organic, I'll call it an organic coalition that was formed as we jointly opposed SB 357, which as you all been hearing, uh, we had um, uh, Nicosi on and we had uh, Marisa on a couple of weeks ago. Um, we've all been advocating to oppose SB 357, which is attempting to um, decriminalize loitering for the purpose of prostitution. And so I'm so grateful to have you on the show today, Rima. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And it was such a pleasure meeting you. I mean, uh, as you said, we met organically by opposing um, SB 357, a worthy cause to oppose, of course. And it's been a pleasure. And I've learned so much from you. And thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. So, you know, I one thing that um, has been amazing to watch is everybody bringing their unique abilities and their, you know, their inclinations to uh, this this opposition. And um, the other thing is, you know, we don't all agree on everything, but we found ways to respect and honor one another's 
positions and still be who we are. And for me, um, that's what democracy is all about, right, is to allow uh, you and I to come together um, to really rally around something that we believe in. And at the same time, we're not, you know, we're not completely on page in every single subject. And so today we're going to have a little bit of that kind of conversation. We're going to get a little, and we're going to get a little interesting today. Okay. So, cause, because I, I want our listening audience to know, you know what you can, you know, I really, um, uh, admire and honor um, every single person that's in our organic coalition. And you can have that and and not have to be 100% on page with everything that everybody thinks. So it's so it's been really refreshing for me. And it's been really inspiring for me to watch and actually just educational for me to watch uh, you maneuver do, in some of those political maneuvering areas, um, you know, knowing how, who to talk to. And when, um, as you know, I shared this you know, openly. Uh, this is really my second bill that I've gotten involved in. Um, AB 1227 was one. Actually, I was really involved in Prop 35 as well. But, um, you know, I've gotten I've tuned it up a little. And with your guidance, hopefully I'm, I'm in the right in, in the right direction here. But um, tell me a little bit like how did this all happen with you, Rima? How did you get involved in becoming the advocate and leader you are today? And what what inspires you to keep the fight? going on okay well um you know i came to this country in 1980 and uh, i became a citizen in 85 and i immediately registered as a democrat and uh, went full speed ahead and uh, i started progressing as a getting elected as a delegate to a congressional, from a congressional committee to, I think it was the Jesse Jackson campaign for president. That was my first election office. And then a delegate from my assembly district and then chair of the fundraising for that assembly district and then chair of another assembly district, the 67. And, you know, with the redistricting, those numbers keep changing. And then I was uh, elected as a vice chair of the Democratic Party of Orange County. And I was the vice chair for 10 years. And I ran and they replaced me with four vice chairs. This is my. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it took four to replace you. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like to, that, to say that. And I'm also chair of the. Uh, National Women Political Caucus, which is nonpartisan, but it's about getting uh, women elected to office, identifying women, training women, and getting them elected to office. Because I believe very strongly, because as you see, the mission of Global Hope 365 is about ending harmful practices against women and girls like child marriage, human trafficking, and another and other forms of gender-based violence. Mm-hmm. But uh, as you know, in in the U.S., we're not the number one country as far as women into elected office. Right. We're average. We're around 22 or 23 percent, depending on which year you're looking at. We went from 19 percent in the House of Senate to 22, 23. And then the global average is around 22. So we shouldn't be. I mean, we are behind Afghanistan. That's before the um uh, latest uh, changes in the political sphere in, in Afghanistan. And so 
We have long ways to go as far as getting women elected to office. We're number 98 globally, and that shouldn't be the case. And so uh, I was also um, president of the Newport Beach Women Democratic Club, and I ran for office myself for state assembly in 98, and I loved every minute of it. And uh, so through the years and through those years of involvement, uh, you got to know elected officials and you got to talk to them. You got to advocate for your causes. You hold fundraisers for them and you get educated on the whole political process. And I had a great mentor, uh, Ray Cordova, chair of the uh, South County Labor, who's a labor leader. And lovingly, we call him the godfather. Mm. through the California Democratic Party. But I had great mentor and mentors. Mm. And uh, for me, it's all about protecting women and children and gender equity, gender equality. Mm. Very good. And you and you said you came here uh, 20 plus years ago. What from what country did you come? Actually, uh, 1980 is 41. Oh, 41. Yes. Yeah, I, I came here in 1980. I'm originally Palestinian, so uh-huh. I was born in Jerusalem. Okay. So I'm a Palestinian American. And then we lived in Lebanon because I went to the American University in Beirut. Okay. And then uh, we also lived in Kuwait, and that's where I worked as a senior financial analyst at Kirby Building Systems and Industrial wow. Bank of Kuwait, and, and then came here to the U.S. in 1980. 1980. Wow. Wow, wow. So, okay, so you've had this amazing career, you know, uh, uh, experience across a couple different, right? Finance, politics, and moving different countries. I don't know if you've been in any other countries. So you have some perspective here that you're bringing to this, you know, to to your lens of looking at the way that that women are being treated and cared for and or not cared for um, in our world globally, right? And so I want to talk um, certainly, you know, we'll have some time to talk about SB 357. I want to make sure to keep that front and center. But I want to talk a little bit about child marriages. I'm very um, keen on kind of bringing that up and and seeing what are what are we seeing globally as it relates to child marriages and other things that are uh, creating gender based violence. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. 
where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Rima Nashashiba, who is the founder and president of Global Hope 365. A few things I didn't mention um, in in my earlier introduction is, is that she's been a guest speaker locally, nationally and internationally, including hosted by the U.S. Department of State in places such as Jerusalem, uh, uh, Kuwait. And in addition, she's trained women in Saudi Arabia and on how to run for office in anticipation of historical elections. And um, and then in she did that in, in August 2015. And she also did that in August uh, when the election was held in December 2015, where women participated for the first time in the history of the kingdom. So she's done a lot of transformation as it relates to providing sort of an entrance point for women to uh, have a political presence and Uh, participate in the legal and political system. And so um, coming back, um, I wanted to just to have you share a little bit more about that experience and how it has informed what you're doing today. Um, I I was very thankful that the Department of State asked me to go speak on various topics um, in uh, countries such as Kuwait, Bahrain, Qatar, uh, Dubai, um, and Saudi Arabia. And it was, uh, the topics vary from uh, politics, U.S. politics, Arab Americans in U.S. politics, and how an Arab American woman made it in U.S. politics, uh, considering all those positions that I've held, and also on gender equity and gender equality. And I remember meeting the deputy uh, minister of education in Bahrain and um, talking about gender equity. And he agreed to introduce gender equity uh, classes, um, I mean, uh, topics in their uh, schools, which was awesome. And uh, I interacted with girls and women and men, of course, in Qatar, for example, from elementary schools all the way to universities and having a dialogue and discussion about women, gender equity, equality, uh, women running for office and um, the political atmosphere in the U.S. and party politics and the different political systems, because not every country, as you know, have the political system uh, that we have. So and everybody's curious to know how politics uh, is or happens in the U.S., Mm-hmm. And so it's been uh, very educational for me. And having trained the Saudi women in anticipation of that historical election, again, was very informative and educational. It's a three-day training, uh, and I did it in three cities in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. And I think we both learned from each other, and I learned how strong and driven uh, the Saudi women are. Mm. And so uh, that basically helped shape uh, both my U.S. and international experience as far as talking about uh, how we need to uplift women and make sure that we break any glass ceilings that we come across. And we make sure that we have gender, the gender equity and equality that we deserve since we are 51 percent of the population. 
we may not have here in the U.S., but we sure are fighting to make sure we do. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, shaped me and and um, the, the uh, path that I elected with uh, starting Global Hope 365. Because um, in 2016, I've seen uh, and I've heard about things that led me to say enough is enough. We need to champion women, the cause of women, and uplift them. Because as you know, during migration, whether it's environmentally caused or because of civil war and conflict, women become victims of human trafficking or are raped as a political tool. And so that is unacceptable. Or for example, I met this nurse from Nepal who was here on the speaking circuit, and we started talking about uh, menstrual restriction or what is called chalpadi in northwestern Nepal, which is if a woman or a girl has her period, uh, she leaves the house and she has to live in a cow shed with the animals. And so she and there's no door. It's in the Himalayas and she can get bitten, beaten, raped, killed or die from exposure to the element. I mean, mm-hmm. we inaugurated January 8, 2019. On January 9, I received an email that a woman and her, a woman and her two sons died from smoke inhalation because she built fire in that cow shed to keep them warm. And so this is unacceptable that at this day and age that these practices are still ongoing. Although the Supreme Court in Nepal has outloaded, it's still part of the culture. And so it's still being practiced. And so just like here in the U.S., we might have laws on the books, but they're not being enforced. So not only do we have uh, to have to have the laws, we need to enforce them also. Wow. 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 Well, and so yeah. um, when I also part of the things, sorry to uh, no, interrupt, no, uh, part of the things that I learned about in 2016 is that uh, I received an email from a friend and it was an article by Nicholas Kristoff for the New York Times and about child marriage in the U.S. All this time. I was oblivious to the fact and taking it for granted that child marriage is not legal in the U.S. How Mm. can it be the world leader where child marriage under 18 is still allowed? So all this time I thought it was not legal. To find out to my shock uh, in 2016 that not only was it legal, it was legal then in 48 states. At least two states have passed legislation back then in 2016, which were... um, uh, basically, um, when we had our inaugural event in 2019, not in 2016, uh, that two states have passed legislation to end child marriage under 18, no exception. And that's Delaware and New Jersey in 2018. And then we had Pennsylvania and Minnesota pass it in 2020 during COVID. And then this year, uh, Rhode Island and New York passed similar legislation in June and July of this year. And so... Only six states have passed legislation to end child marriage under 18 in the U.S. Yeah. How can that be? Right. Wow. wow. And so I, was wait, I didn't know this. And see, so let me just interject really quickly here. This is the thing that's kind of blowing my mind as I've become involved in this this cohort of uh, uh, extremely astute 
leaders such as yourself is that I've become exposed to all of these things that are infuriating me now. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I shouldn't know these things because when I know them, I start researching, I start doing all of these, this advocating. And I mean, it's, I guess it's a good thing, but you know, I just, we live in this world where, you know, again, like you, I thought that child marriage was uh, illegal and to find out that no, it is actually uh, you know, alive and well, and now has only been illegal, made illegal in six states in yeah. our country. It's just, I yeah. don't know, where have I been hiding, Rima? And, 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 and I consider myself to be fairly aware of what's going on. So how much more is there? Oh, my goodness. There's just so scary. Is yet to come. Because in California, where you and I are, Mm. Not only is it legal, there's no minimum age, no minimum age. So in 10 states, including California, there is no minimum age. Michigan, Mississippi, New Mexico, Oklahoma, uh, Washington, West Virginia and Wyoming, actually nine because Rhode Island was one of them. So in nine states, there's no minimum age. All what you need in California is parental consent and judicial approval. And so how can that be? You cannot vote until you're 18. You cannot sign a contract until you're 18. You cannot drink until you're 21. But you can can marry when you're 11. And that's the article that Nicholas Kristof wrote about the case of Sherry Johnson from uh, Florida, 11, a mom and forced to marry her rapist. And so Child marriage uh, sometimes uh, basically covers up the crime of statutory rape, which was in her case. And two of the child marriage survivors we work with, uh, she was repeatedly raped by a deacon and a parishioner in her church. Eleven, she got pregnant and child welfare was going to conduct an investigation. So the parents and the church get together and they marry her off to the 20 year old rapist. Oh, God. So you're married at 11. I mean, who at 11 knows what their legal rights are? And if you and there has been over 300,000 minors married in the U.S. between 2000 and 2018, mostly girls married to adult men. So because of the age differential, um, the the minors, the, uh, the girls, most probably end up being victims of domestic violence, uh, early pregnancy. Uh, there's a high propensity of uh, a high rate of infant and maternal mortality. Uh, they are out of school. In the case of Sherry Johnson, you know, pre- pregnant at 11. At 17, 18, she found a friendly attorney who got her a divorce. She had seven kids. So... When was she able to go to school? When was she able to get vocational training? At times, there was no food to put on the table for her and her kids. The American Medical Association came out against it because of the high propensity, because of the age differential of infant maternal mortality, sexually transmitted diseases, emotional and psychological abuse, and domestic violence. And so... Wow. Uh, so, so, okay. So we're going to take a break. Um, I, I, I got to take a break, but we're going to come back. We're going to keep talking about this because I want to, 
I want to drill down into where is the clinical psychological community coming in? And you started to touch on it. We're going to come back and talk about where's the where's the mental health community coming in in this in this uh, equation and why aren't they more vocal about it? Okay, we'll come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are in the studio with Rima Nashashibi, and she is the founder and president of Global Hope 365, and they are dedicated, they're a nonprofit dedicated to ending harmful practices against women and girls, such as child marriage, human trafficking, and other forms of gender-based violence. And we were just talking about child marriage, which, if you weren't listening to the last segment, is actually legal in every state except for six. In California, we, uh, in Rima just educated us that it is a, it is legal in California at any age with parental and judiciary consent. And um, and so I was asking the question, you know, where is the mental health community, the doctors, the medical community coming into this? Because um, in the scenario that you just shared, right, where you have an 11 year old that is being sexually abused by a 20 year old, um, whether the parents think it's, um, you know, the parents are manipulated, maybe they're experiencing spiritual abuse. I'm sure that, you know, uh, being told this is some kind of who, who knows. I mean, this is a deacon in their church. I don't know what kind of abuse that is going on here. Brainwashing is happening of the parents. But the child, I'm sure, is experiencing this as a sexual assault. I'm sure they are experiencing it as a rape. And we know that, you know, recently and earlier this month, September 22nd, 2021, CNN published a report noting that women who have been sexually assaulted have been are high at higher risk of developing brain damage that has been linked to cognitive decline, dementia and stroke. And there there's a, a, a bunch of research that has been done 
and um, in the Women's Biobehavioral Health Laboratory at the University of Pittsburgh Graduate School of Public Health. And um, and so that is informing uh, this very alarming report about brain damage. And this is just one of many. There's 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 tons other. Never mind the mental health disorders, the bipolar, the schizoaffective disorder, the eating disorders, the the PTSD that often ensue after experiencing um, you know, or ex- are exacerbated, if nothing more, by experiencing sexual assault, including human trafficking and and or rape. And so, how how do we not? I mean, do you see the medical community coming in and saying, "Hey, no, like this is not okay. This this child's brain is not developed yet for this kind of activity." Well, um, as I mentioned uh, before our last break, is that the American Medical Association passed a resolution in 2019 against child marriage in the U.S. Ah, Okay. Because of the high uh, propensity uh, of being a victim of domestic violence, uh, sexually transmitted diseases, and other physical and mental abuse. and and so that's why, uh, despite that, um, it is, has become, not has become, and it's very hard to advocate to pass legislation uh, with elected officials in order to end this cycle of child abuse. I mean, we have uh, legislated the behavior of minors in so many ways. Mm. Uh, tobacco, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, driving, alcohol. So, yeah, we can end marriage. So you cannot vote until you're 18. You cannot sign a contract until you're 18. You cannot drive a car until you're 16. You cannot get married until you're 21, but you can get married at 11, at 12, right? Because both the body, I mean, why do they say you cannot vote until you're 18? Because you're taking a decision that's going to affect you and others in your community. And they want you, your brain, to be fully developed enough so you can make that decision that's going to affect you and people in your community community for years to come. Right. And so, yeah, but you can allow kids to get married. And this happens across all socioeconomic backgrounds, all religions. And so because people, when I speak, initially they say, and I ask them, uh, do you think, uh, where do you think child marriage is happening? They'll say, oh, India and the Middle East. Do you think it's legal in the U.S.? No, 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 it's not legal. Uh, do you think it's legal in California? No, no, no. no. You know, we're we're a progressive state. We're a sanctuary state. Unfortunately, yeah, as we mentioned, not only is it legal, it's uh, there is no minimum age. And just recently, North Carolina, for example, which was a mecca for minors getting married there, uh, they just changed the law where it went from 14 to 16. And that between uh, 16 to 18, the differential in age cannot be more than four years. Uh, the initial legislation was no child marriage under 18, no exception. But somehow that's what they passed, is that they raised the floor from 14 to 16 and the difference in age shouldn't be more than four. I don't know what is not making elected officials commit to raising the bar and protecting 
our children because this is a type of child abuse. I mean, yeah, so so you what are they thinking? I mean, so so I mean, obviously you want to just say it's pedophilia, right? It's just straight right. straight up pedophilia. Like they want to have access to young bodies, and I'm seeing this. In, in a lot of the legislation, certainly the legislation that we're seeing coming from Senator Weiner's office is all kind of tracking along these lines. First, the revising of the, you know, 296 registrant, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 tiering, introducing that, then introducing the, the Romeo and Juliet 10 year clause of 10 years of consent. Right. Um, starting at the age of 14 with SB 145. That came last year. Now we're dealing with SB 384. So, you know, we are um, seeing we're taking this, a break. Or, or th- uh, 384 was January of 2020. 357 is what we're dealing with now. And then there's other things. There's SB 519, which is really allowing them to have drugs, you know, date rape drugs, ecstasy, which, you know, exact, you know, enhances your sexuality you know, and sensations and, and, and all of these things are pointing to um, I don't know what else to call it, but, it, it, you know, opening up the floodgates for pedophiles to have access to young bodies. And um, and this for me is more of the same. I mean, what is the what is the hard part about stopping child marriages and why? I mean, what what is really curious to me is. Is there maybe a debate? You know, I want to give people the, 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 the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that let's take pedophilia off the table just for, for argument's sake. Uh, and we're, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, let's take pedophilia off of the table and let's come back and say, let's what could it be? You know, is, is do you not believe the science about the development of the brain? Is it is there some benefit to uh, allowing this to continue what could it be? So I'll give you a moment to muse on that for a moment and let your blood boil. <laughs> we'll come right back because <laughs> I know mine's is boiling. And we'll come right back uh, with the here for Rima on that. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. 
And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we are in the studio today with Rima Nashashibi, who is the founder and, exe- uh, and, and president of Global Hope 365. And we're just talking about child marriage, uh, gender-based violence, and human trafficking. And so just diving into that question that we, we talked about before the break. And then, of course, you have this awesome report where so we can kind of explore some of the linkages between human trafficking and child marriage. What, what do you think is the perspective of, or what are the politicians saying to you, the legislators, what are they saying to you when you when you ask them about ending child marriage? Why? Why the delay? Why the um, why the avoidance? Uh, well, yeah, as you mentioned, um, the U.N. Office on Drugs and Crime um, issued a report uh, on October 7, 2020. A lot of research had been done before that, but until that official report came out, that basically revealed the linkages between human trafficking and forced marriage. Now it's it's out in the open and there's data and there's, uh, you know, basically an official report. And it indicated that uh, although uh, trafficking for the purpose of marriage is a global phenomenon, the way the crime is perpetrated in other countries, specific depending culture, religious and socioeconomic um, uh, factors, but most cases of trafficking for the purpose of marriage involve young female victims, many of whom come from disadvantaged background, according to that report. And we're talking globally now. And they found that these marriages can be arranged by family members, wedding agencies, brokers, often for financial for money. Mm. Yes, and material mm. gain, right? Mm-hmm. And in some cases, they're kidnapped. And uh, various coercive or fraudulent methods are used to obtain consent, which we know in human trafficking, there has to be fraud, force, and coercion, and someone benefiting commercially and materialistically out of the use of another human being. And so there's lots of fraudulent methods that are being used to obtain consent, including abduction, deception, abuse, and using the vulnerability of mm-hmm. uh, uh, girls and parents, and so they trapped into these forced unions, and and then they face violence. Uh, you know, just like the violence you face on the streets, or you're a victim of human trafficking. So right. it's it's rape every day, and you know, on wedding exactly. night and every night, right, that's and right. every day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's it is. We have to make that linkages between child marriage and human trafficking. And physical and sexual abuse is a common and mainly and mainly perpetuated by the husband uh, in these instances, and sometimes by even family members or friends against this child. And so mm. that's why we need we need to end this. And uh, Senator Jerry Hill from Northern California in 2017 with introduced SB 273, trying to end it in California because he thought it was a no brainer. Mm, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, but, but he received uh, opposition. And so it was the bill was watered down. And the only thing that came out of it is as of 1-1-2019, California need to now start collecting data on minors that are getting married. Because before 1-1-2019, California and 22 other states did not collect data about minors getting married. Because, wow. you know, 
whenever you go to an elected official and you say, I would like you advocate for certain legislation, and you say statistics, remember SB 357? And you can manipulate statistics, right? Uh, yeah. As they did um, yes. in SB 357. And they say, where are the statistics? And because California did not keep uh, statistics, uh, I had to go uh, to the Census Bureau. I attended one of their webinar and I said, I'm having a hard time getting statistics because we don't uh, record these minors getting married. And they were very kind and they sent me the report. Uh, and it was between the ages, only between the ages of 15, 17, with a five-year period ending in 2019. And I asked for married, divorced, widowed, separated, and other under the age of 18. And they uh, sent me between the ages of 15 and 17 only. And we had over 13,000 in California. And anybody who was married under 14 is not included. Anybody who turned 18 when they ran the report is not included. And, And none of the data from the 2020 census was so that's like a baseline yeah. uh, of over 13,000. So we can't say we don't have statistics. In some instances, elected officials said, uh, We were married on minor, we had a happy marriage. Yeah, but this is the exception. This is yeah. the exception. And uh, why can't we protect girls, mostly girls, uh, from being raped and abused? Yeah. Under the age of 18. Why is it so hard to do that? Why? Yeah, because so, there's such a demand. There's such why, a demand yeah. for them. And there's well, such a coercion a, of yes, them. Yes, like you said, yes, there is a demand. And the ACLU came out uh, in opposition of SB 273 because they said the right to marry, uh, the right to practice religion. This is not about practicing the religion. It's happening across all religions however in order to dispute that our uh we have been trying to pass resolution on the state and county level and through the interfaith community uh because of that and we just uh we had our resolution passed by the interreligious council of southern california and it's the same resolution which is no child marriage under 18, no exception that passed in 11 cities in California so far and and is pending in 16 and 17 others. And members of that interreligious council include uh, the Episcopal Diocese of Los Angeles, the Catholic Diocese of Los Angeles, the Islamic Center of Southern California, the Buddhist community, the Krishna or in the Vedanta Society, the Rabbi Councils of Southern California. Woo, so good. all these religions are saying no child marriage under 18, no exception. So what is stopping elected officials from doing that? And exactly. of course, then there is Planned Parenthood, who also came in opposition of that. So we need everyone to go to CA coalition to end child marriage.org ca coalition to end child marriage.org to the advocacy tab and if you live in california there's a an a tab for people who live in california another one for the ones out of state and you send a letter to your elected official 
uh, elected officials and the governor that says no child marriage under 18, no exception. Yes, 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 yes. And then send another letter for uh, opposing SB 357. Get it all done. Just sit down at your do- at your at your laptop and just get a bunch of letters together. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about ways that you can connect with Reem if you want to learn more about what she's doing and also a summit we have coming up. Um, and then we also will talk about some other things we have going LNF-wise in the community. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Well, Rima, I have had a wonderful time with you here. Um, and, you know, you really opened my eyes to so many different things that um, I'm, you know, are troubling in our world and uh, certainly, certainly things that I continue to pray about so that I can keep my blood pressure down because, you know, this, this, this stuff makes my blood boil. Um, I just, for me, you know, I'm a logical person and I, you know, when you see these sort of, illogical things where, you know, you brought it up with the voting and the, you know, the, the, the governing of a child in all these other areas, except for in the area where I get to have sex with that child and basically rape and assault them. That, that it's like, can you not see what you're saying here? And it it just troubles me to no end that we actually let people get away with that. Like we should call that out. Like, dude, that doesn't make sense. That does not make sense, what you're saying. Like, if there was some scientific reason why there was this differential or there was some, you know, some other procedure I could think of uh, that would require one way, a child to be treated one way in in one instance and another way in another, then, but it doesn't make sense. So it's got to make sense. And, um, and then of course it's totally, I just, from a humanitarian standpoint and from a clinical standpoint and from a, um, certainly from my beliefs, it is totally, 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 totally wrong. No, absolutely not. So no exceptions on child marriage. And where can they go, Rima, to uh, advocate once again? Yeah, so to advocate to end child marriage under 18, no exception, you need to go to cacoalitiontoendchildmarriage.org. Uh, click on the advocacy tab. 
and uh, go to, if you're a resident of California, uh, click on that uh, icon and then start writing that letter to your elected officials. It will do it for you. All what you need to enter is your name and address and will pick your elected officials. I mean, if UNICEF said child marriage is human rights abuse, our own Department of State said child marriage is human rights abuse in, our, in other countries. And that report was issued in 2016. I say, what about our country? What about our kids? We can't go police the world, right? And put them in tiers, tier one, tier two, tier three, based on infant and maternal mortality and child marriage and all that when we are not taking care of our own backyard and our That's own right. kids and protecting our kids. That's right. And so, so to learn more, go to globalhope365.org or CA Coalition to End Child Marriage dot org and you can send an email if you'd like me to come in and speak about yeah. this or to get involved or to pass yeah. a resolution in your city or county rima r-i-m-a at globalhope365.org awesome okay and then maybe just a word about the summit that we have coming up so we people will uh, know they can participate in, in that as well Absolutely. Uh, we have a summit coming up uh, on October 9th, Saturday, October 9th, uh, and it's a human trafficking prevention summit, hearing their voices, advocacy, and the law. Because in order for us to affect change, we need to hear from the survivors, the victims who were in that life. Where do they want to see the change in order to prevent future victims from happening? And the reason we picked Saturday, October 9, because Monday, October 11, is National Indigenous People Day. Most people don't know that 94% of individuals in sex trafficking are women and 64% are women of color, including Native American women, and nobody talks about Native American women and women of color in the in sex trafficking. And so we need to bring that out to the open, to the forefront, talk about it, and talk about ways of how we can change. And so we have elected, we, have, we hear the survivors. The first panel is survivors and elected officials on the same panel. So they can hear their voices and we try to formulate what needs to be done. And then the second panel, and you're one of the speakers on the second panel, are uh, is the advocacy uh, and law enforcement and the law, basically. We have, uh, just like Vanessa, uh, executive directors and legal counsels from various uh, organizations that work with survivors and help them pick up their life or advocate for them. Uh, we also have a deputy district attorney, county district attorney from San Diego, who is a co-chair of a human trafficking coalition. And, uh, and we have the legal counsel from the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. The moderator for that panel is um, Dr. Eleanor Gaitan, who is the VP and public policy director of INCOSI. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was great to have you on today. If you want to sign up for that summit, it is linked from uh, Rima's website. Uh, We also have posted it on our uh, Facebook page, which is uh, Love Never Fails fan page. And then I just want to remind you all, we are continuing our um, month of bridge um, bridge fundraising in order to help us get through the month of October because of the uh, consumption of our cash reserves trying to cover um, the delay in some of the government payments that uh, um, we've been talking to you about. So if you want to be a part of that, you can go to uh, www.tinyurl.com forward slash LNF strong. We are trying to raise $100,000 in the next month and we invite invite you to be a part of um, our youth house, which is for girls ages 13 to 17, our men's house and our ladies homes, um, 27 beds. And we need your help to keep those beds open. So thank you so much for your help. Um, and uh, thank you for listening in. And thank you to you, Rima, for being here today. We so appreciate you. And um, of course, for our listening audience, if you haven't heard it uh, before, or if you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.